Aliens Explored is a podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Every so often, one of you listeners gets in touch with us here at Aliens Explored. Uh, Many of our long-term listeners will probably remember episode 18, uh, the story of Rudy Payen and his family and their UFO encounter. If you're not familiar with it, you can always go back and listen to it. That's episode 18. It's a really good one. Uh, Well, recently we were contacted by someone who we're going to refer to as Barry. Now, this is not his real name. We are protecting his identity because of the nature of his work being top secret. Barry contacted us because he is an aerospace engineer uh, and wanted to share with us some details of some of the projects he's been working on in relation to UFOs. Now, in a moment, you'll be hearing that interview uh, direct from the horse's mouth. But uh, Barry also shared with us an interesting video that he had taken well not that he had taken that his phone seemed to have taken by itself now this starts off uh, very simply you can't see any any images on this video but you can hear you can hear uh, car doors closing you can hear muffled voices talking um, then about halfway through the video it makes quite a strange noise and you get this weird swirling sort of noise this is what it sounded like at the point of transition now i have edited this down to remove any voices to again to help protect identities but it really did sound quite strange at this point of transition as well the video itself seemed to go to this blue and white swirling pattern uh, and he thought that was very very odd and wanted to send it to us uh, to see what we thought So let's have a listen to that video, and then we can start our episode as normal. Enjoy this week's episode all about Barry. Hello listeners, welcome back to Aliens Explored, your weekly look at the mysterious skies and all sorts of um, UAP, we have to use that word now, UAP (laughs) phenomena. (laughs) And uh, I'm one of your hosts, Neil Kelly. And I'm your other host, Stu Jackson. We're we're trying to get into the modern lingo, aren't we? We we are, yes. And uh, we are are joined this week by a, a third party, aren't we, Stu? Very exciting. Never happened before. We are. So, this is uh, one of our regular listeners uh, wrote in to us. Um, as an, we're going to call him Barry. Yeah. Um, that is not his real name, uh, but rather to protect his identity. And we've, we've 
altered his voice on the interview as well, yes, uh, um, again to protect his identity. Rather than call him Boris, which might have set off a few alarm bells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In certain quarters. Uh, so, um, yeah, Barry wrote in to us and, uh, and, and said that he was an aeronautical engineer um, had, and had been working on some uh, aircraft that might be of interest to us as ufologists. I suppose, oh. if, hang on, if, if UFO's out of date and it's now UAP, what do you call a ufologist, a ufologist? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we need to look into that one. Uh, but no, I mean, it was... Um, Shall we? I mean, shall we just get straight into the interview? Now? Let's let's get to it and and welcome welcome Barry to our little chat. The stuff I'm going to show you it's it's in the public domain anyway. Mm. Right. Obviously, don't want to break any sort of NDA agreements that I've um uh you know like signed on to and that sort of thing. Mm. So, but I'm, 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 I mean, like it's no, it's nothing overly secret. It's just that. I work on them as an aerospace engineer, and um, you know that that's why I can't send anything, put anything on social media. I can't, um, you know, like send the photos. I'm happy just to show you a few photos, and then you can Google as much as you like, and you'll probably find a lot more photos on Google. But um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of share it with you because when I was when I've been listening to a few of your podcasts and, you, and you know, we've talked talk about different craft and, um, you know, aerial phenomenon, hmm. there is quite a lot, of, quite a lot of stuff that you might not be aware of that, um, can tick a lot, a lot of those boxes, if that makes sense. Right. Sure. Oh, well, that'd be really fascinating to, um, to see then. So the first thing, Barry, um, you, you sent us the video, uh, which which yeah. we've had a good look at. Yeah. Um, what's the story behind the video? So uh, I was in um, one of the southern American states for work. So I was there for about three weeks, three and a half weeks, and um, part of part of the job was we had to. Um, drive to a military installation and take delivery of equipment that was being shipped there. Uh, you know, um, aerial equipment. And so I was driving, uh, and it was night time, probably around eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night ish. Uh, and I, I drove there with my work colleague. I had my phone in my in my pocket. Uh, nothing out of the ordinary happened. Went there, um, did the job, drove back. You know, went to bed, whatever. And uh, and it was only about a week later that I was looking through my phone because I actually bought a new phone whilst I was out there. Uh, so I had to, you know, set up a new phone and everything. And I was just, I was just scrolling through my camera feed, and I noticed uh, just a black thumbnail with a timestamp underneath it. And so I looked at it, 
and that was what I found was that video. And I've, I've got no idea what it is. I'm, I, I don't know if it was a, a phone malfunction or I'm, I'm honestly not sure. And um, I just wanted to show you and just discuss it because I, I showed it to my fiance and she was quite worried about it. She was just like, that seems like something, you know, as you would put it, Stu, otherworldly. Yeah, um, otherworldly, I mean, or the fact that your phone suddenly just started recording your conversation. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, in your pocket. I, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know because when I'm when I looked at the video, I, I was looking at it and I was like, "Well, that's quite clearly um, daytime footage." In that, you know, it it looks like, you know. Um, clouds and sunshine hmm. but it was night time yeah. and uh, you know because I can I can remember having that conversation as I was as I was driving that that's the only reason that I know that 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 video came from that specific time on my work trip is because I can remember having that conversation with my colleague in the car at night time when we were driving to the installation so that's why I wanted to share it because I've just, I've just got no idea what it is. I mean, it, it could be as simple as a phone malfunction. I'm not an expert. I don't know. But my fiance was quite worried about it because she was, she basically said to me, you've been abducted by aliens. And I said to her, I was like, <laughs> that being so stupid. You know, <laughs> that, 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 that has not happened. I would have remembered if that had happened. And, so I, I thought I would like to share it with you because obviously, you know, you both have an interest in these sort of things. And um, yeah, just a little bit of feedback really from my end. It's oh, very much that. appreciated. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we, love a, we love a mystery. We do. Um, and the, yeah. and the we will argue over it. We <laughs> do. What, it, um, what it's about. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes it can be quite disappointing to solve a mystery. Um, and, I think your 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 fiance might be quite relieved at this. Um, you might be a little disappointed, but I think I have solved it, um, as yeah. it were. Um, so, I'd, what can quite often happen when a phone's in your pocket is you can start activating something like video uh, quite easily. It's not you know like right. phone like pocket dialing. Um, it's pocket dialing. Yeah. yeah. Um, as I was. As I was more listening to it than than watching it, um, at the point it goes a bit strange. There's kind of a digital uh, noise. That, it, it it almost sounds like it's slowing down. So I did some playing with it this morning, um, and from that point on, where it gets a bit strange, yeah. I sped it up. Right. Okay. I'd like to share the results of that with you. Um, yeah, please do. This is at eight times speed, just from the moment it goes strange. For our listeners, when you can hear beeps in this recording, it is to cover up the sound of voices and to protect people's identities.
Don't know how clear that was for you. Sound of, I don't know. Sound of like walking. It yes. Um, there's what sounds like um, sort of vehicle doors closing. Um, there's walking at around the 18 seconds mark. You can actually hear quite clearly your voice. Right. Okay. So I, th- I honestly think this is a phone malfunction. Um, right, I'm okay. going to send you the video for you to evaluate yourself. Um, I mean, the video side of it, oh, it's very hard to, you know, if a camera gets too close to a light source, it can do weird things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it can be a bit hard to to say. Um, but yes, I will uh, I will send you that uh, that via WeTransfer afterwards because it's too big just to drop into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, no I mean, re- always really interesting to get these things, and um, yeah, it can be a little bit disappointing to say, "Oh, actually, it's, mm. it's X Y Z." Well, no, not not really, because I, I mean, I've been I've been puzzled by it for ages. So to have a clear explanation and say that's what it is, you know, that that's what I like because I'm, you know, I'm mm. I'm a engineer and. I'd like to know the reasons behind why something either malfunctions or, uh, you know, what what the outcome is. So I know what you mean, but it can be disappointing. But it's also good to have clear information. So I really appreciate what you've done there. Thank you. No problem. Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting to know if that malfunction happens again in that place, if there's something about that where you travelled through that that made that happen. Possibly. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean... Afterwards, I bought this book. Can you see that? Uh, The 37th Parallel by Ben Mesrick. Yeah. The secret truth behind the the, the UFO highway, behind America's UFO highway. Yeah, and it's got a a little picture on there. I don't know if you can see it. All these along here, this is where all the UFO activity is in America. Yes, the UFO so hotspots. Mm. Yeah, it, it's quite interesting because it, it, it does follow this parallel. And if I just point here, this is the date that I was in. Mm. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. And it was the northern part of that state. Okay. Right. So, so not, not far out of the belt. Not far off, yeah. Yeah, the highway. Yeah. So that's why I found it interesting. But you know, as we've discovered, it, it's it's a it quite clearly a phone malfunction. So I'm happy that the explanation's been cleared up and that I haven't been adapted by. Any. <laughs> <laughs> I. But, but your phone might have malfunctioned because you were because you were abducted by aliens. You know, that could be the only trace you've got of it. I'm I'm a great believer that the absence of evidence does not preclude the possibility. Very true. Yeah, very true. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Neil quite rightly said we. I mean, that's part of the mystery is we don't know what's caused this malfunction. It's a it's a strange malfunction. Um, I've not encountered one quite like. Yeah. That. Is it an Apple phone? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if Apple would be forthcoming about any known possible malfunctions that 
that happen? Oh, I can answer that one. No. No. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> then yeah. So, so it's already, it's, there's a cover-up. <laughs> there's already a conspiracy around it. <laughs> yeah, quite. Well, indeed. Has iPhone technology been reverse-engineered from UFOs? That's a... That's a whole episode right there. All right. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Because there was a there was an awfully large jab put in there very quickly. Mm. There was, uh, there was indeed. Um, yeah. Fantastic. So that was. Um, so I'm I'm glad we were able to give you some answers on that aspect or a theory, yeah. a theory, a theory. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, you're absolutely right, Neil. It is a theory, but um, but yeah, but something at least. Because uh, it did sound, I mean, the the noise was quite unsettling. Mm. Yeah. The first time I watched it, it really put me on edge. And I, I play a game quite often, um, Phasmophobia. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Oh, I'm, I'm familiar with it, yeah. yeah. There's where, when you go into the property in that game, they use sound in a really clever way to to set you on edge, to to make you feel nervous. You can hear the, the sound like in the low register. Um, and it was very deliberate to, you know, it's, it's, you know, it, it, it antagonizes the caveman in us. Um, hmm. and yeah, so it sounded quite like that. I was quite spooked out listening to it the first time. Yeah. Well, well uh, as was I when I, when I, when I found it. Hmm. Yeah. Some of it sounds like a voice, doesn't it? Or well, it sounds like a, a, a badly broken up voice. Hmm. Yeah. Very, 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 very strange. Which there is your voice in there, but and yeah, because when you slow sound down, it does go into a lower register. So, correct. Yeah, correct. yeah. Uh, in fact, I mean, who knows the these uncomfortable feelings that people get uh, in certain places? You might be getting the time dilation effect. What's that? At time dilation mm-hmm. is where uh, time itself either slows down or speeds up. So if time is right. slowing down, that would actually create, because you've got um, noise all around us all the time. So if time around us was slowed down, or, or if we were speeded up, um, it would create this very unsettling feeling. Exactly oh, okay. as phasmophobia. Oh, mm. Interesting. Just because of the that, sound. Did do an episode on that? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I know there's a theory about um, it's it's really you know, what if things really are as they appear, that your journey to work seems shorter than your journey home, even though when you look at your watch, it's taken the same amount of time. It's just the journey to work is, is you know, it happens too fast and the journey home takes too long. It's exactly the same time. But but what if that it really is longer time? It's just that your watch isn't. Your watch is showing the same time. Yeah, but your watch yeah, yeah. slow with it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so, 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 so you would never know. Yeah, it's not. It's not just your your how you feel about the journey that's making it seem longer or shorter. It is actually as it appears. The quantum yeah. time is really, really weird. I mean, and and perception of time is one thing actual time is another but then they say that actual time isn't a thing that really exists anyway um it's yeah it can mm. get very very complicated very quickly <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's a, it is a strange one isn't it because um 
I remember on, on one of the episodes, Neil, you mentioned that you that you had a dream that you've been staring at the ceiling. Yes. And your wife has said, <laughs> um, uh, turn over because you're snoring. And you're like, what do you mean? I'm still awake. <laughs> um, I mean, I've, I've had similar experiences where I've just had like bouts of insomnia sometimes. And it, is, it has honestly felt like the night has lasted two, three times mm. longer than it should. Well, I don't know if that's just perception or, you know, if, if it's because you're trying to go to sleep, but you're, mm. you know, put, put, put putting effort into it almost. Could, well, I mean, yeah, but perception, I mean, don't, it, it's easy to dismiss, oh, it's just perception, but that's a crucial element in time. Um, is, mm. is our perception of mm. it. Uh, can influence it, they say, but I'm not a quantum mechanic. <laughs> so uh, now speaking of mechanics, um, you are an engineer, uh, of course, uh, yeah. and you, you have some photos for us. So what I'm going to do, if it's okay with you, I will pause our recording uh, so you can show us these photos. At this point in our conversation, we suspended the recording as per Barry's request because we were we were interviewing over Zoom, um, and he wanted to show us some photos but didn't want a, a record of it, which is absolutely understandable, and we we wanted to honour that. But I I do have Barry's permission to to give you a description of the things we saw. Uh, so he showed us an, a variety of aircraft now they, they all shared a, a delta shape to them uh, they were very sort of thin not much height to the actual vehicles themselves they were all parked in some sort of hangar with uh, with undercarriage down um but yeah so they were all delta shaped um there, there were varieties on the delta shape though As some of them had extremely long wingspans, some of them had much, much shorter. Some, the wings came to points, others came to flat ends. Uh, they, some of them appeared to have triangular intake valves located near the front of the aircraft. They were all painted in this very, very high gloss, uh, sort of light grey colour uh, so rather different to what we would expect from stealth aircraft uh, which is which is matte black um, no these were these were gloss light grey in colour Barry did explain that in terms of size we were looking at about the size of a a small car uh, but what in America I believe you would term a compact uh, so we're looking Volkswagen Golf so so kind of it's a it's a mid-sized car I suppose here in the UK but but a very small car uh, in America uh, from what I understand um, they each had uh, small tubes at the front of the aircraft what's called a pitot tube for measuring airspeed uh, they had no running lights whatsoever obviously this was for stealth purposes um, and uh, Barry did mention a number of projects that you yourself can Google uh, to get images of these aircraft or, or similar ones. Uh, those are the Loyal Wingman Project, 
Studio Satellite uh, and Tyrannis. He also mentioned at one point that these vehicles can actually travel at Mach 2. So, so quite swift. Uh, so they were very, very interesting to see. Do Google those things uh, and look at the images. But let's go back to the interview after we'd finished looking at the photographs. So, Barry, thank you for showing us those photos. Those are amazing, um, amazing looking aircraft there. Yeah, I thought, I, thought you, I thought you might be interested because there's a lot of reports um, that I hear about triangular-shaped UFOs and, yes. you know, oh. things, things like that, and um, a lot of crud, especially when you mentioned, I think there was one of your episodes where you played the audio of uh, a chap who recorded it, and, 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 and he said, it sounds like a diesel revving up. Hmm. Yes, that was the Sergeant Yoakum episode. I forget yeah, what yeah. it was, but that was uh, a lot of years ago. Yeah, uh, that was totally. spherical. Hmm. When was that? When was that audio recorded? You said a lot of years ago. Was oh it, yeah, was it? Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I'm thinking thirty years ago, forty years ago. Yeah, okay. maybe a bit more. Well, the 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 point that I wanted to make was. These particular aircraft that um, um, you've seen were produced in 2006. Right. Fifteen years ago. Yeah. So they they were obviously in in development well before that. Uh, Development and testing. Um, So these particular ones are basically going to be reverse engineered um, and and made lighter with modern materials and then hybridized so that they're half solar, half powered. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, I mean, I can't thank you enough for sharing that with us. Um, I think that's definitely going to go some way to explaining and quite a number of UFOs. Um, well, but the, but the, the problem I have with this is that these are designed to fly, as I said, at Mark II. They're, they're not designed to hover. <laughs> no. <laughs> so it, it, it could look similar, but it won't explain for instance, why some, why some people see static sightings. No. Mm. Um, and, and indeed, I mean, there's there's always going to be some occurrences of UFOs or UAPs that, that it wouldn't explain, absolutely. Um, yeah. Mm. And, and I also wonder about sort of convergent technologies. So, um, you know, for example, the, the strongest structure on this planet is a pyramid the most stable structure. Well, right. why would that be any different on any other planet? So, you know, if you yeah. want to build a stable structure, you're going to build a pyramid, um, if that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. you know, Absolutely. same with aircraft, you know, for, for um, atmospheric aircraft, so aircraft in the atmosphere, you're, you'll know the terminology better than I do. Um, yeah, maybe a delta shape is just a natural progression uh, for aircraft, 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, the only the only problem is that they are rudderless, so they 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 have to have what they call. Um, so you know how you have ailerons mm-hmm. and elevators. Yeah. Yes. So with a rudderless aircraft, they use what is known as an elevon, which is like it's it's almost like a cross between the two. And they can and they can get away with steering the aircraft without a rudder using um, elevons. Right. I guess yeah, I mean, if if you're if if you just use an elevon to to raise one wing, then it would just use its natural lift to make it. Right. Yeah. So the, the, the only the only problem with that is that it, um um it can be quite unstable with wind shear, hmm. for example. So you, you, you normally have to have very good weather to land them. Yeah. Is there a is there a, a, an engineering argument for not having a fin? They say, well, actually, if we, it would be at a disadvantage to put a fin, a tail fin, on on this plane. Radar signature. It's for that, is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. So, like the the, the less surfaces you have, mm. the less visible you are to radar, which is why they. Number one, go for quite a small shape with these with these um, drones. They remove the rudders because those are always a, a parallel surface to yeah. um, a radar signature to detect. Um, so you basically have the, the slimmest silhouette possible, and then you'll notice the stew quite um, observantly said that it was a high gloss thing. Hmm. And it, uh, it's actually radar absorbing paint, as you probably know, Neil. Um, you know, oh. that's, um, I mean, that's been around for quite a while, radar yeah. absorbing paint. But, um, and it's, it's pretty much standard on the most military aircraft these days. I suppose the days are gone where they, they would paint a plane in sort of camouflage pattern matte, because yeah. what, they're, what they're mainly concerned about it is being spotted by another pilot. Right. Pilot of right. an enemy plane, shoot, you know, yeah. sort of Battle of Britain and stuff, but that that went on for quite a long time. I mean, the time I was in the military, most planes I saw had they're painted in that sort of various khaki and olive pattern yeah. with blue yeah. underneath. So if you look up, you won't see it because it's blue <laughs> like the sky. And it's basic yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And, and there is, um, I'll share, I'll share with you a little. There are some projects in development at the moment that are, that are using uh, active active lights underneath the aircraft during the day to match the light signature of the sky above it. So it's an invisibility kind of cloak. Well, that's the theory behind it. It's in development. You know, it's R and D. You know, testing it to see if it's a feasible um, technology to use, but. It is in development. Straight mm-hmm. out of the comic books. I mean, retroflective. It's crazy. Um, yeah. From Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heli carriers yeah. have that. But I know the military were experimenting with what they called invisibility suits. It was basically a suit that was made out of lots and lots of little screens and cameras. So where, if you're looking at this part of me, what you're looking at is a screen attached to a camera on my back showing what you'd be looking at if I wasn't there. So... Yeah. basically how it works in the the latest Invisible Man film as well. It's just lots of lots of screens and little cameras, micro yeah. cameras, <laughs> to make him invisible. Exactly. Yeah. 
they are trying to use that sort of thing on aircraft. That would make sense. You know, to try and develop it, you know, so that they can, um, so that they can keep them in uh, so to speak. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, there's yeah, there's there's quite quite a few projects that, that I've worked on, but the the level of technology that we've actually got would it would shock most most people. Hmm. Well, Way beyond what's um, generally out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of it goes straight to the military. Hmm, of course. And, and the money, you know, never get never get put into the public domain, as you can well imagine. Hmm. I mean, the stuff that I've shown you today is in the public domain. You can, sure. if you were to Google the Laurel Wingman project, for example, you'd probably find a lot of the a lot of the aircraft that are very similar. That's yeah, like uh, Tyrannus, for example. You know, that's a that's that's another drone that is um, in the in the public domain, used for combat. Um, basically, uh, an unmanned combat air system which carries armaments, which can be, you know, flown from the ground. Mm. Some bloke in partnership. Yeah, don't don't all the American drone pilots sit in Las Vegas? Isn't that where they're Something all... Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the border, I think. Yeah. yeah, UFO, another UFO central place. Yeah. So, Barry, I've been dying to ask, um, have you ever been involved in the testing of a, a prototype aircraft and then later heard reports of a UFO where you were flying it and been told, you're not allowed to say anything about this? <laughs> Good question. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll say that... Um, I've been involved in testing a lot of products I've had on, a fair few, uh, but I've, I've never heard of anybody reporting a sighting of it. Mm. The, only, the, only, the only thing that we had once was one of them crashed in a farmer's field and we had to, everybody had to rush and um, Get in there and pick up all the pieces before they've seen. Wow! <laughs> right. But, um, that's the that's that's the only that's the only one that um, that went wrong. Fortunately, all all of our all of our testing has been successful, and, and we haven't had yeah. any we haven't had any major crashes. I, I was when I, when I was in the army in Germany back in the early eighties, we had a, a drone system called the Canada C eighty nine. It was nicknamed Midge, and it was a, a a little jet that would be fired with a rocket launcher, be fired off the back of a truck, and it would right. fly a preset route, beaming back television images. And yeah, you know, it's basically yeah you know, for general wants to know what's on the other side of that hill where you send up a Midge, and it flies this preset route, takes images, and then is supposed to come back. Um, the engine cuts out, and it deploys parachutes and airbags, and you retrieve it and prepare it for the next launch. Well. As often as not, they would just fly off and you wouldn't see them again because they can fly quite a long way. <laughs> and I did once on, a, on exercise, because I can speak German, have the job of go, going to, well, we were all, anyone who could speak German was sent out to different places, being sent out to a, a farm to knock on the door and say, um, it's possible that our aircraft has crashed on your land. Can we, <laughs> can we go and look for it? And because this was just after the era of the Starfighter, so people in West Germany were quite, quite accustomed to the idea of planes coming down. Right. Just, yeah. just, this lady just thought she would have noticed it. 
That uh, that experience you gave us though, Barry, about the the the, um, the aircraft crashing in the farmer's field and then then everyone sort of diving in together. That sounds very Men in Black mm. in of itself. Just the way you describe it, you, you would think it, but it it was more like it it, it was more actually like the, the Three Stooges. It was like all, all of a sudden we were like, oh, bloody hell, it's gone down. So, you know, everybody sort of jumped in the car and, you know, we, I mean, fortunately we knew where it was because the, um, the modern day technology that we have is, um, it's all first person video camera. So the pilot actually has a, has a set of goggles and, and, and he literally flies it when it's not on autopilot. So he knows, he can see exactly where it, where it, where it goes. Um, so everybody knew where it crashed. So we all sort of jumped in the car and <laughs> raced, raced off to pick up all the pieces. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, that's brilliant. Well, yeah. I mean, thank you so, so much for sharing this with us. Um, it's absolutely amazing. I, I've, I've got one last question for you, Barry. Um, so working on experimental aircraft like this and seeing technology that's beyond the dreams of most folk do you still believe in you in uaps i'll say ufos absolutely station absolutely i i, I can't honestly I, I, I mean i always say this um uh, both of you have obviously seen uh that the largest photo ever taken correct of the andromeda galaxy yes mm. yes from the Hubble yeah, telescope. Yeah. And it just, it pans, it pans in, doesn't it? And just keeps panning and panning and panning. Yeah. And you eventually see all these stars and you realize that every one of those is a sun um, with planets. And I, I absolutely believe that there's no question in my mind that there's other civilizations that might go faster. And um, my personal view is of, our planet has been quarantined by one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think that our, our, our solar system, you know, has, has mm. been put into the outer reaches so that we can't reach anything <clears throat> until we stop blowing each other up. Yeah. yeah. In the unfashionable end of the Western spiral arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I genuinely think they've, they've looked at us and said they're way too dangerous to be part of uh, any peaceful civilization and they've quarantined us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, excellent theory. Excellent theory. Well, thank you. Thank you so, so much for this. It's been uh, really, really illuminating. Yeah, thanks. Uh, well, it's been great. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for spending your time on a Easter weekend um, and, and entertaining, you know, entertaining my discussion i really really appreciate that it's been a pleasure it certainly has. i'm a big, I'd rather be a fan of the, big fan of the aliens explored podcast and i'm a big fan of the tales from the 20 side as well so. thank fantastic you. we're recording just that to, tonight mm. <laughs> are you really yeah yeah, yeah monday brilliant. evenings is our recording time and we are brilliant tales from the 20 side one week aliens explored the next <laughs> nice <laughs> Excellent. Yeah.
Thank you. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Barry. Well, um, Stu, some interesting stuff there from Barry. That was absolutely fascinating. And thank you again, Barry, for, for talking to us about that and sharing your information. That was, uh, that was really... It, it's, it's a lot to think about. Um, and it certainly gives us a lot more insight into... A lot of the the UAP sightings yeah. that are out there. I don't think it answers all of them. Not not by a long shot. No, I mean we are yeah. we are dealing in mysteries here on on this show, and so we have to accept that sometimes the mysteries aren't extraterrestrial in origin. They are governmental and secret in origin. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I remember reading somewhere that that around eighty percent of of UAP sightings and reports are pretty much instantly um, attributed to to terrestrial hmm. phenomena, you know, to, to terrestrial events, either man-made or natural. Um, but that does leave the other 20%. Yeah. Uh, or even among the remaining 20%, there will always be someone with a banal terrestrial attempt at an explanation for it, which... You know, it's, yeah. it's, when, it's when those those explanations fall down that we start that our antenna start twitching and we start thinking, oh, wait a minute, there's more to it than this. Yeah, and and do you know what? Even as a devout, um, some might say, rabid believer, um, no. I'm yeah, I want to know when those those terrestrial events are and when they're happening because the more we can rule that stuff out, the more we can get down to the actual sort of genuine mysteries. Uh, and investigate them properly um, but yeah thanks again uh, for that Barry uh, really really great speaking to you we really enjoyed it uh, do keep listening and uh, and listeners if you have any stories uh, that you want to share with us do get in touch and let us know by by the usual means uh, Twitter and Facebook you can find us by searching Aliens Explored or by visiting the website aliensexplored.com we really really do want to engage with you and hear your stories your tales um, everyone brings something unique hmm. uh, to this to this fascinating subject um, but don't forget to join us next time when actually, I mean, we're, we're so, continuing the theme next time, really, aren't we? Sort of, of, terrestrial sort origins. of yes. Uh, we are going to be looking at uh, some of the UFO hoaxes that have happened over the years. So that should be quite interesting. Mm -hmm. Nice one that you should be keen on, Neil. It, it absolutely is. Yes, <laughs> it, it absolutely is. But I mean, it, it's also yeah, when 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 there is a hoax. And people are taken in by it. It shows that there is some some core belief. There, there are people who, like myself, if you ask me straight out, do you believe in ghosts? I'd say, well, probably not. But when I watch a horror film, when I watch a, something quite quite creepy, obviously there is some there's something in the back. You know, the, the primitive part of my brain is it, it sets off fear reactions of, of, the, of these things that I'm seeing. Even though I know I'm just sat in a room perfectly safe watching something on the screen, you still get that, you still get that reaction. So that there's something there, isn't there? Deep down, you know, we, we, we're prepared to believe at some level, all of us. So that's going to be quite an interesting one next week. And do join us for that one. 
in the meantime keep watching those experimental aircraft <laughs> and the skies take care for now catch you next time bye bye Aliens Explored is a Fecal Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter or Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit us on aliensexplored.com.